You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and street-side interviews, all brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and each week we bring you a couple special guests. Uh, this week we have a return performance from the Dry States and Foxglove, and then we'll also hear a song from me. So please sit back and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, this is episode number 29. 29. 29. It's pretty cool, man. We're almost getting into our third decade of, uh, of episodes. So uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We're going to have a really good show for you. Uh, this week, we're going to hear from uh, the Dry States, which are they're a band that's played on the podcast before, played our uh, show at Putnam's before, and they do an awesome job. And then we're also going to hear from my friend Avery, who goes under the moniker Foxglove, and uh, he's playing a little bass and doing some uh, singing and um, doing a little bit of poetry, which is pretty pretty cool. Uh, he plays with a band called House Division, and there's some really good friends of mine too. And um, But he's this is his little solo project. So I'm excited to get to his uh, music for sure. And then uh, we're going to hear one of my songs, Lazy Bone Days. And uh, we're going to hear from my friend Jason Sando, who uh, emailed me from halfway around the world. And I'm going to read his email in a little bit because he's a really good pal of mine. But we always start out with um, a few news and notes and then a story. So I do want to let you know that if you need to get a hold of me, the email is Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. That's one long word, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. And um, I read those emails that get sent there. Uh, and I'd love to hear from you if you know of a band that might want to play or if you listen to the podcast and you have some um, something to say. I'd love to hear from you. Um, also, want to let you know a couple of things about myself, uh, a little bit of self-promotion. On um, June 20th, I'll be playing at uh, Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is a pretty cool uh, little little venue. And uh, I have some friends coming into town, and uh, so that's why I booked that. That's like a Monday night, I think, and so that's going to be a really good show. So come out to that because uh, Pete's is one of my favorite places. And then also um, on June 18th, I'll be doing the Porch Stomp, which is a um, it's like an all-acoustic show that's happening out on Governor's Island, and the band Owl and Wolf, um, who played a few weeks ago, uh, that's their show that they're putting together for Make Music NYC. So uh, that's going to be a really fun time. If you can make it out to either of those shows, I really appreciate it. Also, I want to let you know that uh, this week, this Sunday, we're going to take a break from the Acoustic Sunset. I'm actually going out to Missouri to play a, um, a, couple, pri- uh, a couple private shows. So um, we're not going to do the show, but we're not going to have the show at Putnam's. But I'm going to do an interview probably with my friends, The Big Idea, um, in Missouri. So um, look forward to that next week because uh, there are some really good friends of mine as well. And if, if you've learned nothing else that this podcast is um, me plugging names of my friends all the time because <laughs> that's um, those are the people that I know. Can you hear that helicopter in the background? Um, anyway, there really is a helicopter in the background. I don't know if you can hear it or not. I wasn't just making a, a, a sound effect. Anyway, moving on. Okay, I want to tell you the story, and I was thinking about it. I was taking the train down here, and, man, I just feel like I am on the subway nonstop, and I kind of started freaking out, uh, waiting on the platform for this train. And it's something about like when people are touching you, it was really packed on the train all day and people were like touching me 
you know, just with their shoulders and the guy was falling asleep next to me and that shit just drives me fucking crazy, especially when I'm in like a little bit of a bad mood. So then it just keeps going and going and then it's like an hour of that and it just gets so frustrating. And uh, I was just thinking about it. But then I was also thinking about the MTA and the subway in New York and how I've spent a lot of my time riding the train down there. I've also spent a lot of my time busking and for there was a period of time where I was doing that just as my job. And uh, it's a very, I've talked about it plenty of times before, but it's a very difficult way to make your job. And uh, sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And uh, I was reminded of this time, um, this is a couple years ago, and uh, like I, I, you had to, I had to get on the subway every day. And I wouldn't buy the weekly card because I never wanted to spend the $30 or $119 to you know, have the unlimited. I would just save my change from busking and get on the subway that way. And so uh, I, I do a lot of odd jobs and stuff. And uh, I, was, I was getting fitted for, I was going to be an extra in this show that's on HBO right now called Vinyl. And uh, that's what's one of the cool things about New York is you can get jobs like that. You can just be an extra in movies. And I've been an extra in a bunch, not a bunch, in several different movies and commercials and stuff. And this, at the time, it was just called Untitled Rock and Roll Project for HBO. And I was like, well, that sounds cool. And they needed long-haired dudes. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, I'm going to be in this HBO show or whatever. And I got long hair. So uh, before we started recording the the show, uh, shooting the scenes and stuff, we had to go get fitted, and because it's a period piece, they had to put you in 70s attire or whatever. So I had to go into Soho in Manhattan, and I was living in Kensington, Brooklyn at the time. I had to go into Soho to get fitted, and I knew they were going to pay me, but they're going to pay me uh, via a paycheck that was going to come like a week later. I was going to get $30 for the fitting, and then whatever, it was whatever I was going to get paid for the actual shoot or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, 30 bucks, awesome. But at the time, I had just, I was just broke. I mean, I was just flat broke. So I used the rest of my change, the last of my money. I'm like putting nickels into the MTA to get a single ride to get onto the subway to go up to this fitting. I went up and I got the, you know, did the fitting and I was like, okay, well, at least, you know, that's 30 bucks that's going to be coming in the mail. Uh, thumbs up, you know, and then I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get home. And I live in, I was living in Kensington, Brooklyn, which is, it's probably like eight miles away from where I was at in Soho, which is, you know, not an impossible walk, but I was like, I guess I can walk, you know, and I was thinking about it. And then I was like, no, maybe I'll just go down into the subway and um, ask if somebody would just swipe me on to the subway because people will do that. And I'll swipe people on too, you know, I've never had to ask before. And uh, it's a bit humbling, and I was just like, all right, well, that's what I'll do. So I go down, and I'm just feeling completely down and out. I'm exhausted. I'm broke. I'm hot, and I'm angry, and I walk up, and on the MTA machine, like the place where you buy the card, uh, there were, some people just had stuck their cards there that were you know, not being used or whatever, or that had been, I guess people put expired cards or whatever up there. And so I went up there and just randomly grabbed these like three cards and swiped them on this thing that tells you how much is on them. Two of them were expired. And then the third one, $25 on it. It had $25 on it, just randomly sitting there. And I don't know, I don't necessarily believe in God and I don't necessarily believe that there's like some higher power doing things. But all I know is that day I fucking needed that $25 on that MTA card. And there it was sitting behind two other empty Metro cards. I walked over, swiped in, got my ride back to Kensington. And what was even more important is that I had now had, you know, 
$18 uh, worth of rides, which means I could go busk and I could make my money the next day and I was going to be like, you know, in the red or, or in the black, I should say. I never know. That's maybe part of the reason why I'm broke all the time. I don't know what's good and bad, red and black. Anyway, in the black, uh, which would, you know, which would, would be awesome. So um, sometimes, man, the world just it works out for you. You know, it's kind of cool. It, it's kind of interesting because you don't necessarily want to be in the position of being completely flat broke and using your last nickel to get to your job or whatever. But um, I guess if you live like that, things things happen because I found that $20 Metro card and it, you know, saved my life. So uh, I'm going to get to some live music right now. And uh, this band that's coming up kind of saved my life. They're called the Dry States. And this is Alex uh, G is the is the uh, lead singer guitar player and um, he's been he was solo on the podcast at one time and then his band has been on here uh, twice. I think he was actually on a, on a different night on the uh, the Blizzard edition. Yeah, yeah, he could make it out. So, uh, he's a good friend and he's really fun guy to talk to and so we're going to hear from them right now. Uh, this is the Dry States. It's not easy getting by when some things aren't right. I've been a hard-working man for all my life and I'll keep on working. Long as these hands are fit to use. And then drink some whiskey in the evening. Sing some working man blues. I'll keep my eyes on the grindstone and I'll work hard every day I might get a little drunk on the weekend after I get my pay but I'll go back working My kids need brand new shoes And then drink some whiskey in the evening Sing some working man blues You want to leave, you want to get the hell out of town We want to throw our bills out the window, smile and start dancing around But then go back working We gotta pay for our health insurance And then drink some whiskey in the evening Sing some working man blues Smile and start dancing around But then go back working Cause that's what we gotta do oh. And then 
drink some whiskey in the evening Sing some working man blues Drink some whiskey in the evening Sing some working man blues Drink some whiskey in the evening Sing some working man blues The working man blues The working man blues I got the working man blues Okay, we are here with uh, two-thirds of the dry states. <laughs> Can you guys introduce yourselves real quick? My name is Alex, and I'm the guitarist and the singer for the dry states. With us is Jeffrey, our bass player. Our drummer is too drunk right now. <laughs> He's with all of his friends hanging out. That's funny, because the way this is going to work is this interview will come up after the portion of music. I didn't mic the drum set. I figured the vocal mic would have picked it up, but I don't know if it did. So he might not even be on the podcast at all. So let's not. <laughs> well, maybe he Usually will be. picks up pretty well. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be able to hear him. I'm just kind of messing around. And it's, he brought his, a bunch of friends out. So that was perfect. Yeah, you know? that was great. He brought like 10 people. He has a lot of friends and a lot of um, acquaintances that live all over Brooklyn and Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's been doing well with bringing people out. It's yeah. always hard to get people out to come to your shows, especially for me after all these years. I know. So he's been doing great. Well, that's the thing. If you're playing all the time, it's like it's a very delicate thing because you're going to exhaust. It's like even just spamming them with emails of like, this is when I'm playing. It's like it's a delicate thing. You don't want to mm -hmm. overdo it too much. Uh, can we talk a little bit about just the setup you guys were playing? You're, what kind of guitar were you playing? I'm playing a... I believe it's a Stratocaster Bullet. It, it's it's a very cheap Fender model. That how, I, how long have you been playing that one? About three years, I guess. Cool. It, it's literally a $129 guitar nice. that I bought. <laughs> I'm a big believer in playing the instrument well, yep. not playing a great instrument. Right. So well, you like, you're playing blues, and if you think about it, like all those old blues guys were playing K's and silver tones <laughs> and all those cheap guitars you know but right. they sound amazing yeah well the older guys yeah right right these days people are dropping a thousand dollars for a paul reed smith and there's no way in hell i'm gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> unless you get like six thousand dollar gigs in a row then maybe <laughs> yes. you can justify it <laughs> and then maybe. what kind of bass were you playing well tonight i had something different uh, it's a uh, ibanez uh art core series um they they made it hollow body which is like what I was venturing into because uh, I've been always a Fender guy, solid uh, body bass, mm -hmm. and going for that Fender jazz type of thing. Right. But um, like, I want to have um, I want to have that that kind of vibration where I could literally feel it myself. Right. So having a hollow body, right, not only gives me that acoustic tones, which I guess in a way fits more. Uh, for the type of music that we're right, going this for, kind of yeah. and I could sparse. also feel it on my chest. And yeah, that's it's good. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. It's a beautiful. <laughs> this is an audio yeah. thing, so you can't tell. But let me tell you, audio world, it was like a very beautiful bass. Oh, we nice. were talking good about to it know. Yeah. on the on the way in. And then, what kind of amp were you playing through? Uh, it's a Gallon Kruger. It's okay. uh, one of those amps that uh, most bass players go for. Yeah. Um, 
high big sound, high, little big little sound, pad. kind of um, kind of versatile. Mm -hmm. I I got the I guess I got the influence from my teacher. Cool. Yeah. And where'd you you uh, are you from New York or are you, like uh, you learn in I, New York? Is your teacher I, New York? I I guess half of myself grew up in New York. I came here uh, in my early teens. Um, when did you pick up the bass? I never thought I would pick up the bass, but uh, I I had a caring teacher back in high school who was like a father father figure for me, and he was like, "Hey, you know, maybe you could try to be in our orchestra." And here's the bass, and lo and behold, it was like an old Fender in the in my school's uh, closet. Uh -huh. And ever since I picked that up, it was like, you know, I never wanted to put it away. That's awesome. It's something that I look forward to. What were you playing before that? Or were you, were you playing any instruments before that? Uh, just, just taking guitar class from school mm -hmm. and, and just kind of learning the instrument and then yeah. from that transition to bass. Because I never had like the music education or right. like learning an instrument. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I started on the tuba oh. and then went could play the bass because I could read the bass music, you know right, what I mean? Bass class. And then the whole time I was yeah. playing six string too, but uh, you know, I... And then I, you transitioned to guitar? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was like plucking around on it the whole time and <laughs> my style is still really bass heavy, so... I see. Uh, yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. I'm a sucker for a good bass line, that's for Star sure. Picking, picking <laughs> technique. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. thanks. And uh -huh. that's what I, it's what I'm going for. Uh, was there a song that you played tonight that you would like to include in the podcast? Or would you just want me to pick one? It's really your call. Was there an original song that you played? I mean, well, I know we'd, we've used uh, No More Backrooms and um, I think we used... Um, Heart and Souls, is, is, Heart and Souls. Is, is a new song. Did you play that one tonight? And we, no, Hearts and Souls we didn't play because we haven't... It's a new song, I only played it by myself. Right. When I played it with you when the blizzard oh, yeah, was yeah, happening, that, that's right, that that's was right. the first time I ever played it live oh, that ever. Was, oh, that was a great uh, song. Maybe we're going to incorporate it soon. Uh -huh. I'm really happy with the set list. We've been playing very well together. We've been playing together with this right. group of uh, musicians since January. So I can't really say that there's a specific song. It's really your call, whatever okay. you think is yeah, best. We'll I honestly one. think we played a really nice set I tonight. I was I said earlier, and I really think it was the best I'd ever heard you play. So Thanks, man. And that's not to belittle the other ones. I think... I wouldn't have you back if I didn't think you were doing a, did a great job on the other nights. But tonight was, you guys were just on fire tonight, so I really yeah. appreciate it. Uh, how how does it work out? Do you guys practice uh, for a gig like tonight? Do you practice beforehand, uh, or do you just come out and? No, we don't. One, two, well, three, four. Here we, we go. We do. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you played like a warm up gig or something, maybe. Yeah, we did a warm up gig two weeks ago. It's called the Graham Avenue Fiesta, and we did our full ten song set. And that was really our warm-up for tonight. It's really hard for us to get together, honestly, to go and practice. Yeah. It's hard for me to get decent gigs. It's hard to keep going. Mm -hmm. So what I've decided to do over the years, this is going on almost seven years, what I've decided to do is to put a set list together. Yep. We know what we're playing. I have the songs mm -hmm. recorded. We have material we can listen to and study. Right. And Jeffrey plays his part. Ian plays his part. We practice on our own, right. and it comes together. Most of the time, it comes together okay. Not every song is great, but I don't think it's realistic these days to sit around and practice all the time. It costs right. money, it costs time. We all have things to do in our lives. We all right. have day jobs. So the, the truth is, we don't sit around and practice. I get together with Jeffrey once in a while yeah, just yeah. to go over a few parts, but uh -huh. he knows his parts. We just get together and do it, and this right. is the way that blues has been done old school style right. you don't sit right. around and practice yeah, you yeah. go out and you play it right. right it's not complicated music right it's not, no. yeah it's not but just to chime on that like i mean 
as you brought up, we do we do practice, um, although once in a while. But in the beginning, we did get together mm -hmm. to kind of like work out the nuts and bolts. Right. But I guess what really works is him being the mastermind. He he knows his arrangement right. and he keeps good communication mm -hmm. and he basically put it in writing and say okay this is how we're going to do it you work on your parts and he gives us the freedom to work on our parts but still stick with the framework that he came up with so right. i guess in that sense it works yeah. yeah yeah well i mean it sounded great and with like honestly with like today's technology and stuff i mean that's how a lot of bands are practicing sending files or file sharing and you know it's Sounded great, so I really appreciate Thank it, guys. You, Thanks Thank a lot, you. and uh, yeah, have you back sometime. You guys Thank, Thank you so much, Carl. You're the best, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Alex. I appreciate it, and thanks to the Dry States for. Uh, for they they brought a bunch of people out and I really appreciate it. It was kind of cool. Uh, this was memorial when we recorded this show is Memorial Day weekend, so that Sunday is sort of like a a Saturday in a way because a lot of people have the day off. And when I got to Putnam's, it was kind of slow. Um, I guess days are you know there's more sunlight and days are longer. So now eight o'clock is like it's still kind of light outside. It's still like early evening, whereas in the winter time it seems like it's almost late evening or whatever. But um, so I think it was just kind of like slow, and then um, by the time the dry states started playing, the whole bar had filled up. They brought about, out a bunch of friends. I had some friends come out, and um, our next performer brought some friends out too. So it was like the bar filled up. Dave was rocking and rolling behind the bar, so it's awesome. If you can come out to Putnam's on a Sunday night, besides uh, you know this next week, the first week of June, we're going to be taking a break, but uh, we have a bunch of really good acts booked for the rest of June. Uh, please come out. I could really uh, um, use some uh, more attendance at the shows because um, it looks good for me and looks good for the other bands. But also, we're just having a really good time down there. My friend Paul, who's sitting in the room with me, comes out all the time, uh, gets dinner and drinks. The food is great. The drinks are great. Um, it's a really good vibe. So come on out. We uh, would love to see you. And if you're hearing, hearing this podcast, let me know that you're listening to it whenever you come come to the show. I appreciate it. So our next performer uh, is going to be Foxglove. Um, it's my friend Avery. And we talk a little bit about this in our, in our interview, but he is a uh, sort of stream of conscious writer and um, he's playing bass and sort of flowing, singing. It's just like, um, again, it's a little bit exotic in, in, t in tone and sonically, but it's, um, I really like it. And I'm really glad that he came out and played. So, and I think you're going to like it too. Uh, so this is Fox Club. Seven before that film returned. 
for coming. Thank y'all for being here. Appreciate it. All right, good night. <laughs> All right, we're here with Foxglove. What's up? <laughs> How you doing, man? Pretty good. You just finished your set. How do you feel? I feel damn good. Uh, interesting uh, instrumentation, just bass and vocals. You don't see that that much, and I was excited to have you come play because that's a uh, I like a variety of music to go on here, so I Thank really appreciate you. it, man. Appreciate uh, can you talk it, a little bit first about just the name? Because uh, mm. I, I read in your bio, what is what is Foxglove? Ah, yeah. Foxglove is, is a plant, first uh -huh. off. It's a flower. Uh, it's used in uh, two ways. One is in the wild, and in the wild, if you ingest it, it, uh, it, it has some results that are not so pretty. <laughs> but... Uh, the people in the ER, when you have a rare poisoning, they use, uh, oh, no, my bad. Uh, I'm thinking of something completely different. But uh, as, <laughs> as far as Fox Loves goes, it's used in cardiac arrest. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, so I, like, I like the duality that it can fuck you, you up <laughs> or... Or save you from uh, from your heart stopping, and you feel like that's what your music is, or your yeah, your music. Well, and lyrics and stuff. I don't know. It's uh, I I just liked the over the years the the dual response that I've gotten from people. Uh huh. Uh, that it both removed uh, stress and kind of depleted their sources at the same time. It didn't make them dance, but they couldn't stop listening to it uh -huh. I, I had got a couple of tales from my friend that uh that his uh his lady friends had worn out my cd from playing it while studying oh, yeah. and they warped it in their car and in their <laughs> player back in the days of cds but, right <laughs> so i was like ah oh, it has a, it has a dual purpose so i'll i'll choose this one. Oh, that's awesome man i yeah. love it and you uh i just have to say that uh, you play in a band called House Division, which, yes. in, you know, you're my friend, of course, but yes. with some other friends of mine. And Mark, uh, who is a guitar player in your band, he hosts these good backyard mm -hmm. shindigs or whatever. Yeah. And I remember, maybe this was about a year ago, about this time, mm -hmm. I was playing the stand-up bass. Yeah. And you went on this tangent for about, like, fucking 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. I zoned out. I forgot that you were even still going like I didn't forget but like yeah. you know I was just into it and you were just flowing and then like 
I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> you were going the whole time. And you were saying yeah. that's kind of how you do your writing and stuff? Stream well, of conscious? Definitely, definitely. The less... Uh, my rule is napkins are cheating <laughs> and thinking only leads to problems <laughs> trust, trust your gut and just go with it wow man that's like I wish I, I like can't do it I'm like too too nervous you know yeah uh, I was just saying like I'll, if I ever try to just flow it's like I get two rhymes in and then I'm like yes Oh shit! I, you yeah. know, and then I like trip up my own head, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's the uh, case for a lot of people. Some people are really good at uh, freestyling, mm -hmm. and then they can't write for shit. But some people are really good at writing, but they can't improv to save their life. Right. And do you feel like is it an exercise that got you there, or do you feel like it's more of a natural thing or like a natural talent? Well, sure. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think I've always been good on my feet, and. Uh, even when I try to think deeply into something, my mind is just blank. Uh -huh. It's just like sitting in a desert and you turn around and there's nothing there. <laughs> but uh, when, I'm, when I'm moving and I'm grooving, and uh, th thanks to your bass lines, it was, it was fine. Yeah. And uh, so when it comes to writing and life and everything else, I just say what, uh, say what comes to my mouth. And I wake up every day like, what am I gonna say today? And, <laughs> and then I see, and it's like, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Uh, was there a song that you played tonight that we could include and in, that you thought went particularly well or felt good? Well, let's see. And if they have a title? Yeah, uh, there is a song. We're going to be doing it with the band. It's called Killed Seven. Mm -hmm. and, and what's uh, the theme or idea behind that song? Uh, Killed Seven, uh, I linked the, that, uh, the lovers of my life to birds. And so each one that you knocked off the list was you know you leave it in the past and you don't go back so it's like killed seven <laughs> and so in, in each in each line it's a different way that they're uh they're they're over with right and you wrote this after the fact for each of them because each of them were killed or whatever yeah i mean and yeah the metaphor like uh i mean i look back on my lovers with fondness they each right. had a different thing about them that was uh very helpful and entertaining and inspiring and and lovable right but uh yeah it's, it's yeah. sort of like i think that with like exes too it's like yeah i loved them you know it's like they're not crazy they were i was in love with them and i spent a yeah. more, large portion of my life uh understanding them and they taught me a lot which is right. important yeah. you know yeah but instill love also inspires the most violent emotions that mm -hmm. known to man you know right no that is definitely true man i just saw like johnny depp like hit his girlfriend or hit his wife or something like that and I'm oh. like, easy there Johnny yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I don't mean to make light of that that's an unfortunate thing sorry yeah, here's but. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> oh the shining uh, can we talk a little bit about the uh, the acts that you're playing you were yeah. playing tonight uh, it's my acoustic thing my lovely uh, it's a Fender California series how long, uh, the how long you have that what's it called I'm sorry it's called a Kingman Kingman of, yeah Oh, that's cool. I've had that for about, for as long as I've been playing bass, which is about a year, a year and some change. And what do you, uh, you play other instruments or you just started on bass? Well, I play acoustic guitar uh -huh. and I sing and I, I made the transition over to bass and... Was that for the, for the band or just for your own? No, I was jamming with this jazz guitarist and he said, you want to switch, you want to play bass? And I tried it and I found that the, uh, the low end and the growl was uh, is more akin to my style 
than the acoustic guitar. At least it seemed like the next step in where I was going musically. Mm -hmm. And so I started playing and I figured the acoustic would be better because it'd sound more rugged, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I got an electric. Oh, that's awesome. Because like the truth is that nobody ever, if you're going to be a good musician, you never reach a place you necessarily want to be. It's like you're always morphing into something new. Right. Uh, if you're going to be good. Right. Because that's what everybody's searching for. Even the best musicians are, you know, learning new new tricks all the time. You right. know, it's interesting too because there's uh, in popular music there's such an emphasis on youth and youth culture, and it's like one you can't really write that well when you're young because you haven't experienced that much life, and yep. two you can't really be that good. I mean, some there's virtuosos and that can be amazing at guitar and, yeah. and instruments and stuff, but for the rest of us, it's a constant thing. So yeah. That's cool. I like it, man. Well, you killed it tonight, and I Thank really you. appreciate you playing. So, thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you, Carl. Peace. All right. Thanks a lot, Avery. Uh, Foxglove, you did a great job. And like I, I mean, you could tell we have a really good uh, time hanging out and chatting. He's Really quite an interesting interesting cat to talk to, so I appreciate it. And um, hopefully we'll have his band House Division come out and play sometime soon because they can uh, really, really kick it. So um, next up we're going to hear from me, and this is one of my, this is like one of the oldest songs that I got. Um, this is called uh, Lazy Bone Days, and <clears throat> the reason I'm going to do this one is my friend Jason Sando sent me this email, and I'm going to read it to you in a second, and um, he helped me write this song. And sort of the idea behind the song is um, it's just kind of about a day when you don't want to wake up and you stay on the couch. This was like early on in my songwriting days, so um, there's not a lot of words in this song. It's funny, as you can, as you can see um, in my progression, not that anybody fucking gives a shit, but uh, I can see in my progression that when my older songs have a lot of repetition and very sparse on the words, and my newer songs now are just like words, 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 words. Um, but that's just because I, I'm at the time I wasn't taking it um, as seriously as I do now. So I wasn't spending all day, every day thinking about lyrics. I was uh, still kind of in the mode of learning guitar and learning um, style and stuff like that. So anyway, we're going to hear the song Lazy Bone Days. But uh, this is the email that I got from my really good friend, Jason Sando. And it says this. Hey, brother, my life is a bit crazy right now, so I'm a bit behind on the podcast, but today I listened to episode number 10, and you just told the poop story, in parentheses, everybody do it different, <laughs> which was a funny story, <laughs> and it made me think about your song, Lazy Bone Days, and how it came about. Usually, you and I would talk or mess around on the kayak trip to and from Munson, which is the island that we camped on um, at this camp that we worked at, but for whatever reason, you and I had settled into a nice place. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate reading out loud. But for whatever reason, you and I had settled into a nice, chill place that day and were just pulling water and enjoying the moment. Our paddles were stroking smooth to the left, but one of us would always clip the kayak on the right. So we had a nice little rhythm. Swish, swish, thunk. Swish, swish, thunk. Swish, swish, thunk. If I remember right, that set the backbone for the whole thing um, and the whole thing shook from there. Kind of funny that we were... Uh, in the heart of paradise, but we were busting our asses so hard that we got a, we got to craving a nice cool day inside, listening to the rain. Anywho, might be a story there. Keep rocking, brother. Avelina and Inigo are very proud of you, Uncle Carl. Love you and miss you, Sando. And he's right. We were sitting there getting baked in the sun and uh, 
that rhythm was just going and we just talking about how like because we were all going to college at the time and like how in, in college there would be days when you could just sleep in it would be rainy and cold outside and you just like never woke up and we were just longing for that day you know and whenever you're in the winter and experiencing that you're longing for sun and paradise and everything like that so um Thanks for emailing me, Sando, and thanks for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it, buddy. Uh, so we're going to hear a song that he and I wrote together on a kayak in the um, Atlantic Ocean. Uh, this is a song called Lazy Bone Days. With my lazy bone way, his skies on cloudy and gray. Spending with my baby. Mm-hmm. We wake up when we want, heading straight for the couch, sitting and chilling, honey. Hanging high on and I thank God That goddamn sun ain't on lazy bone days With my lazy bone with skies on cloudy and gray Spending with my baby Spending with my baby Sweeter laughing, sweet little smiling baby. There's a blanket wrapped around us, honey. We're keeping us warm. And outside my window, I seen a terrible storm. My eyes gaze into yours. Here as we lay, not one single word, not one single word. Need we say in the world is perfect for one goddamn day? Lazy bone days with my lazy bone way, skies all cloudy and gray. Spending with my baby, spending with my baby. There's a blanket wrapped around us, honey It's keeping us warm And outside my window I see A terrible storm My eyes gaze into yours Here as we lay Not one single word Not one single word Need we say in this world Well, it's perfect if only for two days, lazy bone days, with my lazy bone with his skies on cloudy and green. Spend it with my baby. I'm on. Spend it with my baby. I'm sweet little laughing, 
Sweet little giggling, sweet little smiling, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's those lazy bone days with my lazy bone ways. Skies all cloudy and gray. Spending with my baby. All right, that was Lazy Bone Days. Thanks. That was like, um, that was the first song I think I ever wrote that I was like, this is it. I'm going to write, this is the song that's going to take me to the top. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't necessarily uh, work out or any, anything, but either way, you know, it's funny. There's like this scene in Pulp Fiction whenever um, uh, they're at uh, Quentin Tarantino's house and he's like, man, this is really good coffee. And he's like, yeah, I know. I buy it. I buy the shit. <laughs> and I always think about that with songwriting and not to be arrogant when somebody's like, it's a good song. It's like, I know. I think it's like the best song ever. I, it's like, I wrote it. I want it to be, you know, I, like, I honestly think that they're going to be like every song I write is going to be a major hit song, but they're not, you know, they're not going to be, you just hope that it's that good, you know? And the truth is that my life has turned into something where like I can write songs and then they sort of take me around the world and I sing them and it's like, it's sort of a, an amazing concept. So it's cool. Thanks for listening. That was Lazy Bone Days. And um, come hear our songs at Putnam's on Sunday nights, you know. Love to see you come out. Um, again, the email, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail if you need to get a hold of me. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to help us out, uh, stroll on over to the iTunes store and give us a like and a rating review type of thing that helps. Or uh, comment or like our, our podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. See you next week. Signing off. Peace, love, and rock and roll. <laughs>